0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, How to Be the Bride of Messiah. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to be sharing with you on the subject how to be the bride of Yeshua. And in doing so, we're going to examine and see how to be a disciple of Yeshua and thus walk as he walked. A disciple is a student. Matthew, in chapter 20, verse 17, it is written, and Yeshua, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples, and said to them. And so the Greek word disciple is the Strong's number 3101 in the Strong's Greek dictionary. And it means someone who learns, a pupil, a student. Now, a disciple must be willing to follow or learn from their teacher. In John chapter 1, verse 43, it is written, the day following Yeshua went forth into Galilee and found Philip and said, follow me. We can see how a disciple must be willing to follow because as he called the two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, in traditional Christianity, it's presented that the goal is to be saved. And once you are saved, we basically try to live the best life that we can until life runs out, and our reward is we get to spend eternity with Yeshua. And what is missed in the teachings of traditional Christianity regarding being a member of Messiah's family, thus being saved, is that there are different spiritual stages of our development and our walk in being believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. And so when we initially get saved, and that comes through and is outlined in Romans in chapter 10 and verses 9 and 10, as it is written, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. salvation. And so when we do this in repenting of our sins and accepting Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, while that allows us to be a member of his family, we are spiritually a babe in Messiah. And we are called to grow in our spiritual walk so that we no longer are a babe, we're no longer... Spiritually, children, but that we reach the level of spiritual maturity, spiritual adulthood. And the bride that Yeshua is going to dwell with and live forever with is a people that's not only accepted Him as their Savior, but they've made a commitment to Him, a lifestyle to follow Him and walk after Him him and making him Lord of their lives, that they will, through the indwelling Holy Spirit, they'll be led by the Holy Spirit, they will produce the fruit of the Spirit, and they will grow to spiritual maturity. You see, in the biblical culture there are two main stages to the biblical wedding, and the first is betrothal, where you are legally married to, but you do not physically dwell with your spouse. And so what Christianity calls salvation is biblically the betrothal part of the marriage. But there is the second stage of the marriage where you physically dwell with your spouse and you consummate the marriage and so, given that betrothal is marriage, you can be betrothed to Yeshua, meaning a part of his bride, but you can then not be a part of the people that's going to live and dwell with him forever first in his thousand year messianic kingdom and then to live forever with him in the new Jerusalem we see in Matthew in chapter 1 and we're going to begin reading in verse 18 and it says now the birth of Yeshua HaMashiach was on this wise when as his mother, Mary, was espoused and betrothed to Joseph before they came together you see mary and joseph were betrothed they were legally married to each other but they had not yet physically dwelt together as man and wife and has consummated the marriage and so seeing that betrothal is legally binding and that if during betrothal you find that your spouse is unfaithful then you can get a divorce and it says in matthew chapter 1 verse 19 then joseph her husband being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privily and so that's because after betrothal which is going to be likened to christian salvation that joseph thought his wife mary was unfaithful to him so he sought to get a divorce from her but in this case The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and told Joseph to make Mary, his wife, in other words, enter into the second stage of the marriage, because even though Joseph thought that Mary was unfaithful, such was not the case. What happened was Mary that she was impregnated through the Holy Spirit, and so Yeshua was born from a virgin birth, and it was not that Mary was unfaithful. And So this is the meaning and the background of Yeshua's words in Matthew in chapter 7 verses 21 through 23, that not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my father, which is in heaven. And so he goes on to say that many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in your name have cast out devils and in your name done many wonderful works. So these are, believers in Yeshua as the Messiah who are doing the works of Messiah. And then he's going to say to them, I will profess, I never knew you. Now we take the word know back into the Hebrew. It's Yadah. It means to know intimately. So Yeshua is rebuking those who believed on him and were doing good works in his name, but did not know him intimately in what area of the relationship were they missing? He says, depart from me, you that work iniquity. And this word iniquity, in the King James is the Greek word anomia, and it is the Strong's number 458 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. So, he rebuked them for being workers of anomia. So, anomia is translated in First John in chapter 3 in verse 4 as transgressing the Torah, not following the Torah. It is written, whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is anomia. Sin is not following the Torah and so Yeshua is rebuking a people who believe on him who's doing many wonderful things in his name but they're not following his Torah so he's rebuking them for not knowing him intimately because if you really knew Yeshua and spent time with him and led by his spirit you would know that Yeshua is not only our savior but Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai when Yeshua said in John chapter 14 verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, Yeshua was referring to following his Torah because the phrase love me and keep my commandments is found in Exodus chapter 20 in the chapter on the giving of the Ten Commandments and the one that spoke to Moses said these words in Exodus chapter 20 verse 6, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep keep my commandments. So when Yeshua said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, he was saying, follow his Torah. And so if you know Yeshua intimately, you will be expressing your faith in him, given that he initially saves us by grace through faith. And we will seek to live our lives on a daily basis to be pleasing to him and to follow him, to be his disciple, to be his student by following his Torah with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so it's only through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that Paul explains in Romans in chapter 8 and verse 14. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, the same are the sons of God. And so whenever you grow in spiritual maturity and your father is satisfied at the obedience of his son and the growth of his son and the behavior of his son it is common to say the the father to the son that's my son and you are thus regarded by the father as being his son and so Christianity portrays that you're saved or you're not saved, but I'm going to be showing you in this teaching that the Bible makes a distinction between those who are saved and babes versus those who are saved and they grow to spiritual maturity. And so it's those that grow to spiritual maturity who Yeshua is going to return for at his second coming, and he's going to enter into the second stage of the marriage to those who have grown in spiritual maturity those who believe on him and are a babe or a child we're going to see a characteristic of them is they are still influenced and they live their lives according to the flesh and according to their carnal mind and the carnal mind is influenced by their five physical senses and the carnal mind learns the wisdom in the ways of the world rather than having their mind renewed by studying and meditating and following the Torah or the word of God. So let's look in greater detail these concepts. Begin with 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 which says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. And so when you're a baby, nobody finds fault with you when you drink milk because that's all that a baby can handle. And so when we become new believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, there's nothing wrong with partaking of the milk of the word because that's what helps and enables us to grow. But Paul explains that a babe or a child in Messiah still has a carnal mind. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul writes, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as under spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Messiah. So as newborn babes, we are to desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow. But somebody who's a baby can't take in the meat of the word because they're yet carnal. Now, someone who is carnal here is defined as being a babe in Messiah. This word babe is the the greek word "nepios" and it is the strong's number 35 16 in the strong's greek dictionary and so a babe in messiah is carnal paul explains in romans chapter 8 verse 7 that a carnal mind is an enemy of god because a carnal mind does not follow the torah of god and then paul goes on to say that a carnal mind who's an enemy against God, because he thinks according to the world and the ways of the world, rather than thinking according to the Torah or the word of God, that someone who is carnally minded walks and lives according to the flesh. Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8. Because the carnal mind is an enemy against God, and it's not subject, it does not follow the Torah of God, neither indeed can it. So that they that are in the flesh, the carnal mind that doesn't follow the Torah, of God, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So Paul says in First Corinthians chapter three, verse one, he could not speak unto them as unto spiritual. Now we're told in Romans chapter seven, verse fourteen, Paul writes that the Torah is spiritual. So he could not speak and teach them according to the Torah in the meat of the Torah because they were carnal. And someone's carnally minded, as Paul explained in Romans eight seven, they do not. follow Follow the Torah of God. So Romans 7, 14, Paul writes that the Torah is spiritual, but I am carnal when I sin. I'm sold under sin. And then Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, To be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is to be an enemy of God. And to be carnally minded, you're not subject or you don't follow the Torah of God. So to be carnally minded to think according to the world and the ways of the world, And according to your own logical reasoning and thinking, when your circumstances tells you something contrary to what God has said, when you follow the reasoning of your circumstances rather than believing what God has said, Then you're carnally minded and it produces death. But to be spiritually minded, the Torah is spiritual. To follow the Torah is life and peace. The Torah gives understanding to the babe, to the child, to one that is simple minded. Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Keeping the Torah is wisdom and understanding and so the entrance of your word gives understanding to the simple keeping the torah is wisdom and understanding so the simple minded is to be instructed in the torah of the god of israel first chronicles chapter 22 verse 7 david said to solomon verse 12 only the lord give you wisdom and understanding what is wisdom and understanding that you may keep the torah of the lord your god Psalm 119 verse 34 give me understanding understanding, and I will keep your Torah. And so following the Torah makes wise the simple minded the babe in Messiah Psalm 19 verse 7 the Torah of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 7 it is written whoever keeps the Torah is wise is a wise son And so a babe or a child in Messiah even though they're saved they can only partake of the milk of the word and not meat. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. And then in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13, it is written, everyone that uses milk, that's a babe and Messiah, that's a child in Messiah, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness because he's a babe. Nepios, he's a babe, he's a child child. A child in Messiah still struggles, wrestles, and is dominated by the flesh in carnal thinking, the ways of the world the world system, and the wisdom that the world tries to teach you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, Paul writes, For you are carnal, for there is among you envy and strife and divisions, which are characteristics of the flesh. Are you not carnal and walk as men? So a student of Yeshua, a disciple of Yeshua, one that seeks to follow in his footsteps that ultimately faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god romans chapter 10 verse 17 and by hearing in the word of god being written upon our heart and practicing and doing the word of god being led and through the help of the inspiration of the holy spirit we will grow in spiritual understanding and maturity and so that we will put away being a babe or a child in messiah paul writes in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 when i was a child now, this is the same Greek word, nepios that got translated as babe in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. When I was a babe or a child, I spake as a babe or a child. I understood as a babe or a child. I thought as a babe or a child. But when I became a man, spiritually mature, I put away childish things. So a disciple of Yeshua is to grow in spiritual maturity. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. That we henceforth be no more babes, that we no more be children, Nepios. And what's the characteristic of a babe in Messiah? It says he's tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. He doesn't know what he believes. He hears one sermon that says this and another sermon that says this and this sermon contradicts that sermon and he hears one thought about the scriptures here and another thought about the scriptures there and one day he believes this, the next day he believes that he's tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It's the characteristic of a babe in Messiah. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Messiah. So there is a spiritual status called Messiah, that is spiritual maturity, that we're to grow up unto that level of spiritual maturity. And the way is to speak the truth in love. And we can see the principle that a disciple of Yeshua will grow in spirit spiritual maturity hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 therefore leaving the beginning principles of the teachings of messiah let us go on to perfection Now, this word perfection is the Strong's number 5047 in the Strong's Greek dictionary, and it's teleotes, which comes from the Strong's number 5046, which is teleos. And teleos means to be spiritually mature, whole, complete. So we see the principle that we're to grow from the elementary things and teachings of Messiah to be spiritually mature in Messiah. Strong meat is for those who are spiritually mature. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. But strong meat belongs to them who are of full age. And so the King James rendering of the Greek to be full age is the Greek word teleos, and it's the strong's number 5046. And teleos means full grown, adult, full age, mature. So the strong meat of the word is for those who are spiritually mature. We could see the difference between the babe and Messiah and the spiritually mature Messiah from Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and verse 14. For when the time that you ought to be teachers, see, a student is supposed to learn from his teacher, and so in the course of time, when the student has adequately learned, then the student can be a teacher to others. So when the time you ought to be teachers have grown in spiritual maturity, you have need that one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you You've become such as need of milk, one that is a babe and Messiah, a child in Messiah, and not a strong meat. But strong meat belongs to those who are 50-46, teleos, full age, full grown, mature, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20, Paul taught, Brethren, be not children in understanding standing, but in children, be men. And so where we see the phrase, be men. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, how to be the bride of Messiah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.